Hey, good morning or good afternoon, whatever time this podcast is finding you at. This is my wake up podcast. You are not tired. You're just uninspired and I am here to help you. I am the creator and founder of Life Minded and Free. I am focused on helping women who are unfulfilled live above mediocrity and create a life of their wildest dreams because you can have financial and time freedom. You can have a good marriage. You can have a good relationship with your kids. You can have a good faith, a good health. And I'm here to show you how not only I did it, but how I was able to teach thousands of other women to do the same thing. So welcome to the show. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It's funny that you say that because it's exactly what I was talking to my nanny about this morning. Um, like you were just saying how, well, we just said, so everyone knows who's watching the recording that Alicia's kids probably think she's crazy because she just quit her job and just bought a motorcycle. And they're probably like midlife crisis. I guarantee you, this is like what they think on some deep level. Like, I don't know what she's doing. Like something's going on, but the majority of people think this way and it's the people who think the other way, like change it. You don't like it, change it, do something different. Go buy the motorcycle, go buy a boat, go on the vacation, go quit your job, go, you know, leave your toxic relationship, like all these things that you do. And it's, I was telling her because she's, she works for me. And then she also works at a bowling alley and she hates the bowling alley that she works at. And they treat her like crap. All the girls are super mean and drama and just real catty and awful. And then she also works on the biggest league nights with all the guys. They're like guys only leagues. And she's like, it's a bunch of pigs. I hate working in there. They touch me. They say things to me that are so inappropriate. And the other girls just don't care. And they just like laugh and whatever. She's like, but I do care. And I don't like that environment. Like I want to leave. And so she's like, if I leave, can I work more hours for you? And I said, yeah, you can. We will give you things to do. You'll be fine. So then she's like, okay, ask me to like do more things for you. So I'm like, can you watch the kids every Thursday night for us for a couple hours? Cause John and I are going to do this new Bible study with our older kids. And she's like, well, those are the nights I work at the bowling alley. And I was like, well, I thought you were quitting the bowling alley. She's like, well, I can't quit until I get enough money saved. And so she's like, but tell me the days ahead of time, like now, like in a couple of weeks that week I can start picking up and then I'll tell the bowling alley, I can't work those days and it'll be fine. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care. If that's what she wants to do. That's what she wants to do. And then today she texts me and it's like, Hey, can I come in a little later? Because I didn't get out of the bowling alley until three 30 last night. And I'm just exhausted. And so I text her and I'm like, okay. No, it's not okay. And I am someone who it's always okay. I'm like, it's fine. I don't even care. Like on, if it, if it really doesn't matter, like, is it really that big of a deal? No. If I don't have to like leave the house at that time, like whatever, stay later. We'll figure it out. I don't really care because she works with me when I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, we don't need you because we're going on the boat for three days. Like, she's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, so, you know, it's fine. But I'm like, okay, no, listen, because this is part of me is like, keep your mouth shut. You don't need to lecture this girl and like teach her things. But the other part of me is like, I believe that God put her in my path for a reason. So whether you have a coworker or a niece or a sister or someone where you can see their life, like going down this path where you're like, okay, 
hold on a second, you're making bad decisions. This is not what you're supposed to be doing. If you have that respectful relationship with them, I believe that you should take a minute and just pour into them. And maybe God put them on your path. In fact, he probably did put them on a path, your path for a reason to speak into them and to teach them and to mentor them and to help them, especially if you're older than them. This girl is only 18 and she doesn't really have anyone that's raising her. She was like living with her grandma for a while and then living with her mom for a while. And it was just, you know, changing around. And it's like, I just was like, listen, you, if you want your life to really get better and you want your life to change, the way that you do that is by following your intuition and your gut is by praying that God shows you the way. And it's about doing multiple things in a row that are risk-taking. The most successful people that I know are all risk-takers. I don't know anyone in my circle who's successful that didn't have to take a risk. And in fact, my husband, John, was never a risk-taker ever. He was like the opposite of me, of a risk-taker. He wouldn't take any risk over anything. Like he needed a new air compressor. And instead of just going out and buying it, he would spend weeks and sometimes even months researching and, and looking into it. Like, I don't know if I can buy it. And like, it would keep him up at night and I would wake up and, and he would like, you know, wake up and look over here. And I'm like looking at him and he's on his phone. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I was just looking at the air compressor. I'm like, it's like three in the morning. Like just buy the damn air compressor. What? Like, are you serious? Like it would just eat me alive. Like it was so annoying. And now he found this business partner that has stretched him and pushed him to take risks. And from him hearing, cause you know, we never hear the advice from our spouse. Like your husband can tell you something and you're like, okay, no, I'm not doing that. That's like so stupid. I don't even know why you would say that. And then like, you know, you find this other business partner or this like person that you look up to, they tell you something and you're like, okay, so you know what I was thinking that, you know, so-and-so told me and they're like, this is literally what I told you a month ago. And you rolled your eyes at me, but you know, you hear it differently. <laughs> so he heard it from his boss, excuse me. And then he started like taking these risks and he came back and told me he said, you know what I think really separates successful people to unsuccessful people? And I mean, successful, like wealth too, um, like all around success, like you're fulfilled, you're happy. You feel like you're on the path you're called to be on. You're making money. Not like you have to be, <laughs> that's okay, Aaron. It's not like you have to be a millionaire, you know, to say you're successful, but it's just, if you would consider yourself to be successful in your wealth stage that you're in, then that's what I'm talking about. And the number one thing he said, he's like, people that are successful, take risks. You have to bet in order to win. Like you have to put yourself out there. The people who don't and sit back and are just too scared to make changes to their life because they're scary. And it seems like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'll do this. Those are the people that really never truly see full success in their life because they're too scared of what could happen and they never leave and they play small and they just learn to settle. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to learn to be happy where I am. 
I'm just going to be grateful for what I have. And yes, those are two very important things to learn. Of course, you need to know how to do those things, but you're kind of tricking yourself to like, it's okay. I don't, I don't need to be like them. And you push yourself into this box thinking you're okay with it, making the best out of your situation. But really what it is, is someone who's too scared to live out their life that God called them to live out. And then you just settle and you're like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll stay in this relationship that's toxic and is horrible and is abusive. I've been hearing that message so much lately and it just literally breaks my soul. And I am not a fan of divorce. And this isn't a a recording talking about you should go divorce your husband at all because I actually don't think that I think the opposite of that. But if you're in an abusive relationship where people are doing terrible things to you, physically, mentally, this is your sign to do something about it. I have really close friends to me that are like the most horrific things that I've I've heard happen in the last couple of weeks. And I just like, cannot believe that people let people treat them like that. So know your worth, make 2022 the year where you figure out that you're worthy. That's what I figured out in 2021. And now I'm so excited for this next chapter going into this year. And I've been talking to people every single day And deep down inside, the number one thing is they don't believe that they're worthy. That's why you don't take risks. That's why you don't do something out of fear because you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe that God has your back. And my nanny was like, she's like, yeah, it's just so scary because like, I need to know that the money's going to be there. And I said, everyone needs to know the money's going to be there. Every single person, but you jump. Like for you, Alicia, like you didn't know that you were going to love this new job. You didn't know that it was going to be what you wanted. Of course, there was a million questions you had and fears and worries. And oh my gosh, am I actually doing this? Am I going to quit this job that I've been at for so long? And I'm so high up and I'm so valued, like needed here. And I'm just going to go because my soul is telling me to go. Like that is so scary The majority of people in the world would never make that decision ever because you know what? You have good benefits and you have good hours and you've been there for a while. So you have a good 401k and they matched part of it. They give me 1%. I also got a a $5,000 raise this year. I heard someone one time like bragging about that. They're like, I got a $5,000 raise this year. And I was like, oh, and everyone in the circle was like, Oh my gosh, you did. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. Like so great. Good for you. And I'm like thinking like $5,000. So I get out my calculator. I'm like $5,000 divided by 52 weeks. It's $96 a week. And then you're probably losing 40%. You're probably getting like 50 bucks a week. You got an extra $50 a week, like for everything you're doing. And you're literally acting like they just gave you the ownership of the company <laughs> like that's, that's literally like a dollar a little over a dollar an hour right? yeah like oh my gosh and let's you were underpaid to start with and they're mm-hmm. like you were you were paid ten dollars an hour less than what you deserve and then they're like we got a surprise for you <laughs> here you go you get this extra five thousand dollars and they blow it up and they 
And then when you start thinking about it, you're like, wait, I do so much stuff. I go above and beyond what I'm doing. I stay late. I work on holidays. I do all of these things extra outside my job. And like, this is what I'm getting. But if you don't value yourself and you don't think you're worth it, then you're so excited for the $5,000 raise. I have this gift and I've had it for so long and I can see someone and I can talk to you, whether it's on Zoom, on the phone, in person. I just need to hear your voice. I need to ask you questions and hear your responses. Just by listening to you, I can see so much of your worth of what you bring to the table, what, like who you are, who you were created to be, what your passions are, what you want to do out of your life, but you can't see them because you're too close to yourself. And I can see, and I'm like, you are worth way more than what you're getting paid for. And that's what I told um, Kayla, my nanny, is I told her that I'm like, okay, first of all, listen, I'm <laughs> like, you don't have to worry about if this doesn't work out because she said, I have nobody to rely on. It's just me. And I was like, no, you do have someone to rely on. And it's Jesus Christ. It's God. It's the person who's never going to leave you ever. He promises to take care of the sparrows and all of the birds. And he says, you don't think I'll also take care of you. You don't think you're more important to me than a bird is. And I promise to take care of them. Like, do not worry. You are in the place. You're walking in the place that you're supposed to be in right now is what's supposed to happen. And I was listening to Elevation Church this past uh, Sunday. If you haven't been listening, you need to go and listen. I would start maybe five weeks ago. I would start there. And it's kind of when he started this series. Um, so it's December 13th. So if you want to go back and look at the date, because you guys really like, if you're feeling impatient, if you're feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, uh, insecure, fearful, if you just have this resistance in you, like, I want my life to be better than it is and it's not, and how come it's not? Like, if that's what you feel, you absolutely need to go back, just type in Elevation Church. And I would say one, two, three, four, five. I would go to like the beginning of November of 2021, November 1st, or, or um, November 7th is the first Sunday of November. I would go back and start listening to those dates and just put them on. Like when you're cooking dinner, when you're getting ready in the morning, when you're driving in your car, just listen to them. You will pick up so many great things. I was in tears. I was also writing as fast as I could. I was also like frantically freaking out that I was receiving all of this new information downloaded from God through this church. And he talks about this exact same thing happening where, oh my gosh, they're so good. I just, I want to, hold on. I just want you guys to truly like promise me that you're going to go and listen to these because they really will like rock your world. So this past Sunday, he talks all about the fact that if, if it feels like it's not working out how you wanted it to, then good, because it's working out the way God wants it to. And the reason why you feel panicked and out of control and overwhelmed and stressed out and in fear is because you're trying to take back control of your life and God is trying to steer the ship. 
imagine if you got in a cruise ship and you're like, you know what? I want to go to the Bahamas. Let's go to the Bahamas. We're going. And then you're going to the Bahamas. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I need to, I need some rest. I need to lay down for a minute. Can someone else drive the, the ship to the Bahamas? Because I need rest. And someone comes and starts driving the ship. And then all of a sudden starts just turning the wheel a different way. And he won't talk to you and he won't say anything, just keeps turning the ship in a different direction. And you're like, listen, we need to go to the Bahamas. What are you doing? And you're freaking out because you're not in control of the trip. But what if this person, God, knew that there was a bad storm that way? And if we go that way, the boat isn't going to make it and we're going to die. Oh, I have this better island over here that I want to take you to. And you just think that you know what's best and you think this is best for your life. And it's not because we can't see everything. God can see in the past, now, and in the future. We can just see right now in front of us. And so that is literally what we're trying to do is just take control of our lives and it feels terrible. If it feels like it's out of control and you don't like how things are going and you're stressed out, let me just say real quick, if you don't feel like this, if you're like, no, my life feels great right now. Like things are going the way that I need them to. This is amazing. I can't even believe it. It doesn't mean that you're selfish and you're steering the ship. It's that you're learning to let go and it's getting easier for you and just following the plan. Um, you know, or you're just in a season of you're lukewarm and you kind of gave up on your dreams and your goal. You're like, I'm just going to kind of like, it's okay. I'm just going to kind of float through this year. Like you kind of don't really care one way or another and not saying that's bad or good. There's times for that. There's needs and seasons that it's required to be like that. But I'm just trying to give you an answer that if you're like, no, that's not me, then that could be why. But if you are wanting your life to get better, you have to be willing to surrender this need for control. And you have to start looking for breadcrumbs, following God's path, and spending time learning how you should be doing your life. Learning what other people, I'm a new Bible reader. Like, so for anyone who listens to this and thinks that I've been this like devout Christian forever is wrong. Like even a year ago, I didn't really ever talk about God. I just started this year reading my Bible. I grew up in church here and there. Um, I didn't start going to church until I was seven or nine. No, I was nine. I didn't start going until I was nine. And then um, yeah, I fell away from God for a really long time when I became an adult. I still like loved God and believed he was there, but that's really it. I lived my life for me. I went down a really bad path. You know, the path where you're like, I shouldn't be here. This seems scary. <laughs> I shouldn't be walking on this path. I shouldn't be doing these things. It's like, but you keep going anyway. Like, I'm just going to keep following and see what's down here. And you know that you're going to spiral out of control. You know, it's a dead end. You know, someone's going to have to scrape you up off the floor, but for whatever reason, you're just like tricked down this dark hallway. And so like, we've all been there. I was definitely there, but I am a newer Christian. And this year I started reading my Bible because I had no idea like, this is how crazy this is. And you might think this too, but most people don't think this way. I had no idea that the Bible was all these different stories of what happened in his, like, I didn't realize that it was history. Like I did. Okay. That sounds stupid. Like 
blonde thing. Like I knew it was history. Obviously I know that it happened and I believed in it, but I didn't realize that it followed all of these different characters and it showed you like a scene of this most important part that they're talking about. And from that scene, you're taking like a million life lessons and realizing like all of these things, like, like dissecting this one thing that happens. Like I picture watching a play and it's like action. And so like, <laughs> like Jesus starts like walking through the crowd and the woman comes up behind and like jumps after his, his like cloak and touches him. And he turns around and he's like, who touched me? And she's like hiding in the back. And then it's like, whatever they say. And then I probably don't say pause. What do they say? Like cut. Oh, they say cut. <laughs> like, cut. And it's like, okay, now who can tell me what happened in the scene? And then you like all dissect it, like based on your own like perspective of what happened. And then it's like, well, I have a question, like, who's that woman? And then I have a question, where was Jesus going? And like, why does this even matter? Why even tell us about this? And then you learn that it's the only person, the only person in the whole Bible that Jesus ever calls daughter. The only person, he doesn't call anyone else daughter besides her. And because she believes she was the woman with the issue of blood, she doesn't even have a name. That's what she's named in the Bible. The woman with the issue of blood. They think she had some sort of internal bleeding. And she was so desperate. She heard that if you just touch Jesus, you could be healed. And she was so desperate for healing that she went and found where he was. And she was like, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And it's like her faith, ask and believe and you shall receive. And, this, and it's like, she believed so much and he felt someone touch his clothes. He felt the healing go out of him. And he turned around and he said, who touched me? And she was scared, like, oh, I'm in trouble. And she was like, it was me. And he was like, now be healed. You woman who, daughter, you believed, you believed in me, now you shall be healed. And she was instantly healed and she left. And like, I didn't realize that the Bible is filled with all of these stories where it shows that like, it acts out the promises of God and shows you in real time, like this is the promise and then this is how it's applied. And this is who believed in this promise and this is who did this. And this is what happened to their life. And so we can learn from that. And I didn't even realize that these were like stories that you could really like learn about and like find favorite characters where you're like, oh, I really like him. Oh, I really like her. Like, this is cool. This relates to me. I didn't even know that until this year. So whenever I talk about like, Bible stuff or God or whatever, it is not because someone drove religion into my head. It's not because I was raised to believe in this from the start. It's because I was so desperate flat on my face this time last year and so miserable and desperate for help that I surrendered it all. And this year are all experiences that I have personally had and personally have seen them come through because I was the one that was struggling and I gave it all. Like I know this firsthand and I can't tell you enough at how true and real this is. If we keep thinking we can do it in our own strength, we're not going to be able to do it. If we keep thinking there's something better and I have my eyes set on this goal and it has to happen and how can I make it happen? And can I work more? And can I sacrifice more? And can I invest more? And can I do all these things to make this happen? And it's like, that might not be what we're supposed to be doing. We have to totally just surrender and realize that 
the path that we're on, truly living out who we're supposed to be, following our passions, following our calling, following what sets our soul on fire. And a lot of us don't know what that is. And so you need to spend more time in what God says it is than in the world. And that was kind of my point of talking about spending time in my Bible this year is because I was spending so 24 seven in the world. I wasn't spending any time. I would go to church. Okay. I went to church for the last couple of years. So I go to church every Sunday and um, sometimes I would go to a Bible study. So let's say five hours a week I'm spending in the word. And then all those other hours of the week I'm spending over here. Think about your kids. You, we can see with our kids, how negative influences can change who they are. You know, we can totally see like, oh yeah, when they go to so-and-so's house, they get crazy. Or like when so-and-so comes over or yeah, after she spends three days with her cousin, she's a sassy mouth. She, you know, you can tell anytime they go to my parents, they come back and they're like, I don't even know who they are. I'm like, this isn't how we act. This isn't what we do. We need to get it together because this is not how we're living our life. And so you can see that maybe it's not negative influences. Like my parents aren't negative influences on them. They're grandparents and they're excited. You know, they don't have rules. They're not their parents, but you can see how being in a different environment can change you. Okay. For when we can see that in our kids, but can you look inside and can you see how different people change you? You're with your people at work and you act this way. You're at church and you act this way. You're with your best friend from high school, you act this way. You're with your sister and your mom, you act this way. You're with your husband, you act this way. We all act differently no matter who we're around, we do. And it's not that you're acting like a different personality, you're really at a different volume level of personality. Like my personality can be very low, very blah, very like I'm super quiet, I don't really say much. Like I do have that personality in me when I don't really know someone and I'm not connecting with them through business. I'm like meeting John's man, like guy that he works with's wife and we're at dinner and I'm like quiet, like a different version of me. Like I'm just a quieter version. I'm like down here. And then the more confident I get and the more comfortable I get with people, the volume goes up. Okay. But also we can be over here. Like you start hanging out with your friends from high school and you start acting like them. And you're like, oh, you leave that experience. And you're like, I am like just so embarrassed. I acted like that. Like, why did I do that? Maybe you like drank too much or you did something stupid and you started, or you started like swearing more. And you're like, why was I like swearing so much? I don't even like to swear like that. Like, and now I'm doing that. Or, you know, you just change your personality a little bit of who you are. But also when you're around worldly things, you become like the world. So the world says you can have it all. The world says you should buy this. The world says you should buy this Lamborghini Urus and this is what you should be driving. And the world says you need a bigger house. And the world says that you need bigger lips and bigger boobs and no wrinkles on your face and extensions in your hair. And the world says all of these things that we just are like keeping up and doing all these things because it's where we are. We see beauty everywhere. You should be thinner. You should be more toned. You should be all these things. Your teeth should be straighter and wider. And it's not only like all the physical things that we need to be, but it's also all the mental things that we need to be. And we're in the world and it's this message of you can have it all. You can do it all. Whatever feels good, do it. Uh, my best friend is, she has been sober for a little over two years. 
And she's like, I have, I never realized this until I had to be conscious about it for her, but I never realized like how much people talk about drinking and how much the world promotes it until she became sober. And I tried to like hide her from things like that. Um, like target has an entire aisle by the card section, an entire aisle of drinking things like memes about like shut up and drink mama needs another glass of wine like all kinds of things like that and promoting like drinking and I I drink I'm not saying you know absolutely don't drink you're the devil <laughs> like you know I'm just saying like the world says like oh you can have another drink you can do that like yeah who cares like have another one. Oh, who cares if you're wasted like you deserve it and there's that message that you're getting. And then there's the message of like, make as much money as you can and keep it all to yourself and, and, you know, save it. And people think that the church is out to get your money because they ask for a tithe. Like, you know, it's like this whole thing of like, it's mine and selfish. And then look what's happening with like wars right now. People are literally killing each other over land and money and greed. And this is where we live is like in fear and scarcity and you don't have enough and you better make more. We become that. We become that like stressed out version and we start living like all of these self-help books proclaim that you can live, that I have a whole bookshelf of them. And I used to brag about how many self-help books that I read. And then I realized that we don't need to make ourselves that much better. We need to let go of trying to control how good we are and give it to God and let God work through us and let God develop us and, and learn by his word of how we're supposed to live and what we're supposed to do. So I challenge everyone in this year to find some sort of devotional Bible study church, um, a church online that you love or an in-person church to get involved in. If you're spending no time a day with God, besides just, Oh God, help me with this or help me feel better. Or, you know, help this person on the street, or you're just saying these little prayers here and there. If you're not spending a time with him, learning about what he says you are, it just start doing it like for 20 minutes a day. Like you don't have to like, okay, full-blown study. I'm doing 365 day. Like, no, like just start with something. Um, Aaron said in the chat, the Bible app, um, it reads out loud to you. I also have an app called dwell and it has like 50 different voices that you can choose from who read to you. The Bible app only has one voice and I can't comprehend his voice and I don't like it. And so I downloaded dwell and you can change it. Like it's like regular everyday people's voices, like ours reading it. And I love that. Um, and then in both of those apps dwell, you do have to pay for if you, it's like a, I don't know, like a couple dollars or whatever. If you want, if you want that app with all the voices, the Bible app is totally free and you can access it. It's available in like every single country almost. Um, and you there's a ton of different devotional plans that you can click on plans and then it's based on everything like if you want one for women if you want like so there's one that I was in like the angry mom like a five-day devotional to help you stop being angry um anxiety like every health issue you could possibly have every emotional issue you can have 
every desire and want. There's a holy hustle that I've done before. There's how to get organized. There's how to be a more forgiving mom. How I mean, there's like literally millions of every single thing you can think of. And then you could also set, you can do the thing with other people. You can invite other people to do it with you. So you're like a group doing it together. I would love to do that. That would be super fun. Um, do it all together. So then you can like comment below what you think of the day. And then you guys can like all see the responses and stuff. You can either set up reminders so that it reminds you to do your devotional that day. And you, it's all on your phone. You just click like this. It reads it to you. It like tells you a few other things and then you're done. And it's really cool. But if you start learning how you're supposed to live this life, it will get a lot easier to live. We have to be willing to totally let go and just say, okay, I'm done caring. I'm done stressing. I'm done all of these things and just really change and let it go. And so I challenge you that, but I also challenge you to look and see who are the influences around you that you are becoming. The saying goes, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, who are those five people? And maybe it's your family, okay? But outside of your family, if you couldn't choose anyone in your immediate household, who are the five people you would choose? And you don't have to be spending physical time with them. Like, well, Taryn, I don't go anywhere. It's COVID, <laughs> can't really do much. Um, I'm not talking that. I could be one of your five people and I don't even know who you are. Uh, there has been multiple people that have been one of my five that have no clue who I am, that I would say that they were my mentor. They mentored me and they're like, I don't know who Taryn is. If you ask Tony Robbins, if Taryn said you were her mentor, <laughs> you'd be like, who? Um, not for long. Tony Robbins will know who I am one day. We're going to work together. But he was a huge mentor of mine. When I first decided to change my life, seven years ago, when I quit my corporate job to do something new, he was. So find people that you can put into your five that will be who you want. I realized that in my last job that I was doing in network marketing, I was becoming someone I didn't like to be. I really was. I didn't like the things I was doing. I didn't like the ways that I was behaving in my home. I didn't like the things that I was thinking about. I didn't like the things that I desired so much. I did not like that at all. And so I changed it. And was it easy? Absolutely not. Did it hurt? And were there lots of tears shed? Yup. Was there lots of sleep lost? Yup. Does it still bother me? Yup. <laughs> like it's, it will, it's, it's hard when you change something. So if you leave the toxic relationship and you finally dip out because you're sick of being treated like total garbage and you're sick of the physical and emotional and mental abuse and you're ready to make a change, it's going to be hard. You're going to miss that person. You're going to want to be back with that person. You're going to desire that relationship still because the whole thing wasn't bad. There were good days. It's tough. And that's what I've learned over time is that that feeling of this is hard. I know what I have to do, but this is going to be hard. That tension that you're feeling for as long as you feel it for is growth. 
happening inside of you. And the only way to grow is to apply tension over time. So we want to be peaceful and we want to be fulfilled. The only way to experience this true level of peace is to learn how to be peaceful. How do you learn how to be peaceful? Well, you're put in unpeaceful situations and you learn how to deal with it, right? Like when you're scared of going live and showing up on social media to speak about what you're impacted by, what you want to pour into people with, when you're like, I have a reason why I want to go live, but I'm so scared to do it. I'm nervous. I'm fearful. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if the only way to learn how to go live confidently is to keep going live, not confidently. And then you will get confident at going live. Like it's the only way if you hate confrontation and you are someone that's like, oh my gosh, I hate confrontation. This is me. I hate confrontation. Hate it. Oh my gosh. I hate it. Anytime that I have to speak up and tell someone how I feel, that's not like the normal response. Or if someone did something that I need to tell them about it, it is so hard for me. It is so hard for me, like so hard. But I know that the only way that I'm going to get good at confronting people and standing up for myself is by doing it over and over and over again. And then finally I'll be like, okay, this isn't an issue. Just like I used to be so nervous talking to people on the phone for business. And so I made an affirmation on a post-it note that says, I love talking on the phone. And I put it inside my cabinets in my house and I put it on my computer, on my post-it notes. And I just out loud kept saying it over and over and over. And every day I kept getting on the phone and getting on the phone and getting on the phone and getting on the phone. And finally, I looked at that post-it note one day on the inside of my seasons cabinet. And I'm like, why did I even write that? I can't believe that I like, didn't want to be on the phone because then it like doesn't even feel like anything because you're so used to it all the time. And so the only way to get to this level of fulfillment and joy and peace and total utter happiness deep down in your soul for not only your own personal life, but your business life and everything in between is just to keep walking through it and realizing that You don't have to walk through the tension. You can just let go and not care. Like, don't be fearful. Don't worry. And just keep going. And the more you do that, what's going to start to happen is as you start to walk this path, you're going to start to trust yourself more and more. You're going to start to listen to your intuition more. This feeling inside of you that just tells you the right answer. You know what you need to do. Like, if you have the question in your head, I wonder what I should do about this. I'm going to call my mom. I'm going to call my sister. I'm going to call my best friend. I'm going to call my husband. I'm going to call my mentor. I'm going to call my upline. I'm going to call whoever you're going to call and talk to about this problem. First, write it down in your journal, the question you have, and see if you can answer it yourself. Not the answer that you want to write down. Not the answer that you want people to tell you. What is it that you feel the true answer is and write it down without even thinking about it, that is how you already know the answer. You don't need to call five people and ask them all the same question of what should I do? Hey, what should I do? Should I quit my job? Hey, do you think I should quit my job? Hey, do you think I should leave my church? Hey, do you think that I should, do you think I should start a ministry? Do you think I should leave that relationship? Do you think I should move out? Do you think I should have more kids? 
Do you think I should, like all of these things, it's like, we know right away what we should have, but we want to ask everyone else because we don't trust ourselves. If you can learn to trust yourself and this intuition and you can start listening to it, you'll start to trust it more because you'll start to see, okay, you had this into this intuitive sense that you should do something and then you did it and then you were right. And you're going to be like, oh, heck yeah. Like that was the right move. Okay. And then when it comes up again and you make a decision and it was the right decision again, you're going to be, you're going to trust this experience of, no, I know what's best for me. I have been proving that I know what's best for me, not other people. I don't need to conform to who my husband wants me to be or who my parents want me to be or who my kids want me to be. I can be myself and I know what's best for me. Once you start doing that and you start learning what's best and you start walking down this path for you, you're going to start making better decisions faster and your life is going to start changing really, really fast because you're finally starting to follow these breadcrumbs. You're finally starting to listen and just hear your truth of what it is. And then you're going to stop feeling so crappy throughout the experience because you know that what's happening is for the best. Like a couple of days ago, I started feeling just really overwhelmed and I started overanalyzing and overthinking things again. Like this thought out of nowhere, I woke up and I just like felt off and I was just really like, just thinking like, man, is this really working again? Like, is this, is this what I want to do? Is this, is this how it's supposed to work? Is this, I just started like having these thoughts and they would, they were only like half thoughts. And then I would push them down and like not think about them. And then I realized I was like, okay, what's going on with me that I would be thinking and feeling this way. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm about to start my cycle. And so I followed this girl online and I've talked about her before. And this is literally what she preaches and talks about. She helps women build businesses around their cycles and teaches you to look forward to this time of your month because it's the break that your body knows that you need as a woman. And there's nothing that will put you back in bed unless you have cramps and you don't feel good. And so your body is like, okay, this is our time. Like we are so hardworking because God created us this way. Like we're raising kids and we're working and we're providing and we're supporting and we're everyone's everything. This is what you need is to slow down. And so instead of beating myself up mentally of, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Everything I did irritated me. Everyone I communicated with irritated me. Everything I did, I'm like, I literally hate everyone right now. It just so mad. I couldn't stand my kids. I couldn't stand my husband. I couldn't stand myself. I'm like, I just, oh my gosh. Like, so instead of pushing myself to work, like push myself through this and work. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let myself have like a few days where I just like, I'm having light days and not really doing a whole lot. I'm going to do what I feel like doing. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to get Taco Bell. I'm going to have margaritas. I'm going to go out to eat and get tacos. Like I just was like, you know what? I'm going to just love on myself for a minute, do what I want. I am so grateful because I didn't really know I don't track anything. I didn't really know if I truly was going to be like around my cycle time, but then I started and then I was like, oh, I knew, see my body knew, my mind knew. I'm so grateful that I did because this morning I woke up and I'm like, I can't wait to get to work. I am so excited. I'm like renewed. I am ready. I'm here for it. And so like, trust yourself, everything about yourself. Every idea, every thing that you think of, like truly trust all of this 
let go of control and start listening to what your body's telling you to do. If you're super tired and you don't know why, and all of a sudden you are just so tired, go take a nap, go to bed early, sleep in, call in sick. Listen to that. Instead of just shut up, we're getting Starbucks. I'll get four shots instead of three of espresso and I'll get a Red Bull at lunch and I don't care. I'll power through it. I'll take extra B12 sprays. I'll drink an energy drink, a, a natural energy drink that I have and whatever. Like just relax for a minute. Maybe your body's getting super sick and you know that your body is like, oh, this isn't right. And it's fighting off something. And if you just let it rest, it's going to fight it and you're going to be back tomorrow. But you keep pushing yourself. Well, now you're full on sick and now you're out for two weeks because you totally ignored the signs leading up to it. If you do this, you will start to feel better. And this isn't a, okay, one-year journey of starting to feel worthy. Here we go. No, once you start making one, two choices of worthiness of, I'm going to do this. People aren't going to treat me this way. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to do this thing, this big, scary thing. Once you do like one of those things, and then you start listening to yourself, you're going to start to feel it. You're going to start to feel more fulfilled. You're going to start to feel happier. You're going to start to feel more like yourself right away. It's not going to take you a year to do this. So just start doing it now. You don't have to wait until January 1st. Just start it right now. Make a list of all the things in your life that aren't serving you. The things that you're doing, the things you're participating in that aren't serving you, that aren't making you feel better, that aren't making you feel closer to God, make a list of them. You don't have to stop doing them right now, but you have to be aware of them. You don't have to stop doing them out of your own strength. Be aware of all of these things and pray that God helps you, delivers you from these things. Make me not want to eat this way. Make me not want to drink this way. Make me not want to be around these people. God can do it. He can orchestrate it all. You don't have to do it and pray that he just helps you and show up and show him. I, I don't think you're just a genie in a bottle that I'm going to be like, okay, give me what I wish. Like, here we go. It's show him that you want his help by spending time learning what he says. On your way to work every day, listen to the Bible app audio or listen to Elevation Church. I swear, Elevation Church changed my life this past year. More unlike, I mean, it was God used Pastor Furtick and Pastor Furtick says this all the time. Like, this is not me. This is God. This is, he delivers his message through me. It's him. And he did. He delivered a message through Pastor Furtick this year for me. And it completely changed my life forever. So if you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling overwhelmed, listen to Elevation Church, get in a Bible app, figure something out, start to learn and trust yourself, journal, get yourself a journal. We talked about this, a journal for 2022. If you don't have one yet, go buy one, TJ Maxx, Amazon, dollar store, and just start writing down the things you want to get rid of in 2022. And the things you want to add, the things you want to do more of, a do less side and do more of side. And just start by writing that down and you'll be shocked at what you see. So, okay. I love you guys. Thanks for being on live. Thanks for listening to the recording. Um, I'll see you back here on Wednesday to learn more about branding. And that's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that. So, okay. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. 
I hope that you enjoyed my wake up call today. There's a few things that I wanna mention before I let you go. One is if you haven't watched my number one secret to six figures in network marketing, head on over to my Instagram, which is at life.minded and click on the link in my bio. You can find that video there. It is phenomenal. Some of my favorite books, some of the biggest things that have changed my life in that industry. Another thing I wanted to mention is if you feel like I could add value to your life, go ahead and click on that link and book on my calendar a 30-minute discovery call. This is completely free and you'll get to know me a little bit better. You can ask me any questions you have and I can tell you what it would be like working with me one-on-one in a coaching program or a little bit more about my branding course. My branding course can be found at mentoringthemasses.com and that is a lifetime guarantee. You get lifetime access and if at any point you are dissatisfied, you get 100% return on your investment. That's pretty great. And then don't forget to like and follow me over on Instagram and YouTube. If you subscribe to my YouTube channel and set it to have all of the alerts, you will get a notification on your phone every single time I post a new video. Thank you so much. Remember, I believe in you. I love you. Thank you for following me. God bless you.